0: Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. Tell you what, we could sing that another time or two and call it church, couldn't we? That's sweet, sweet and good. It's uh, very, very sweet, very, very sweet. Well, um, for those of you who are visiting, my name's Eddie Sharp, and I'm not the preacher. Um, I'm sort of the designated preacher, sort of, in that, uh, in that way. I uh, loved hearing the uh, announcement that the, the uh, process to find a new preacher is moving forward. I've only got about 2,000 more sermons. And uh, and it, it could be running low anytime. Um, but I uh, spent uh, three days, uh, two weeks ago, with 20 young ministers from all over the country. And hearing the stories of what it's been like to be a preacher over the last 18 months was uh, striking It was striking because of how heroic uh, they've been as they've worked with their churches through this time. And it was also striking is how similar everyone's experience was: uh, the isolation, uh, the learning to do things at a distance, the uh, challenge of sickness stalking their churches. And the, the process of asking, uh, as we come back, who will we be? Who all will come back? It seems like everybody who was sitting on the fence fell off backwards. So who will we be now? And so the, uh, the challenge will be for, uh, the minister that you find that God brings to this place. Uh, They will come having been through a difficult time and you will want them to come as if they were born yesterday and are full of excitement and vigor and enthusiasm and goodness knows they will try. But we come wounded. We come wounded. We come broken. And it's never been more true than it is Now, so in your gathering on Wednesday night to pray for the uh, filling of this pulpit, it is a time to pray thoughtful, deep prayers, not just for yourselves, as you know, but for those who will be asked to think about coming and for those who are chosen to come. You know, Jesus promised that everyone who was chosen would have to bear a cross. And what you're doing when you invite a minister to this place is saying, would you come and bear your cross among us? Would you come and give your life among us? And you make the reciprocal promise we promise to bear our crosses in this place as those committed to giving our lives to Jesus for the sake of the world. And so this morning, we are asking the Lord to bless us in this place and that by the preaching of this scripture from Ephesians 3, the Holy Spirit would fill us and revive us And give us hope and courage for the future. That even as Paul wrote to beloved ones from a prison cell. Sharing his hope. We would hear this message today. And gather hope ourselves. We pray all this in the name of Jesus this morning. Well, I want us to, uh, read the text. I'm going to read it behind us too. And, uh, so let's, let's read. This is, this is the, this is the passage that people forget. Because it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of in the middle. It's between that wonderful passage in Ephesians 2 about grace and unity. And it's, and it's not yet to verse 14 where we'll talk about the prayer that That Paul offers, and that's next week, that's gonna be fun. The prayer that Paul offers to, so that they'll know the love of God, the height and the breadth and the depth and the width and the, of the love of God and, and all of that, and the doxology in verse 20. This is in the middle. And in fact, it's a, you'll notice right there, it says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for the sake of the Gentiles, hyphen, and it's as if Paul goes, um, Oh yeah, and then when he gets to verse fourteen, we don't we don't see that right now. He'll he'll start off again, for this sake, I Paul, and it's he interrupted himself. He was going to go right to the prayer. Have you ever done that? Preachers do that all the time. This morning I want to preach, which but 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 the first, let me tell you about everything I did last week and 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 go cowboys and you know and all that and and now now let me preach and he interrupts himself. And for a lot of us who preach, we see this interruption, we gotta go, oh, he's interrupting himself, let me just skip over to verse 14. But this is precious. And I'm gonna hope that the Lord will let me tell you why. So let's read. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace. That was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has been now been revealed by the spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask therefore that you not be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which are for your glory. I'll tell you why I had to turn around. Because I'm wearing my glasses. And the glares just go. So it's like on the road to Damascus. (laughs) Paul says some amazing and wonderful things here. And and I want to look at three of them because preachers do things in threes. But he, he has this wonderful passage that he says This mystery is that through the gospel of the the Gentiles are heirs with Israel, members of one body. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Paul says, I need to tell you before I pray. I need to tell you that I am a recipient of God's great Work. He, the, the translation we were looking there used the word administration. And it's, it's really the word that talks about uh, to build a house, to build a house. What God was building, what God was making, his administration of history and people and places was all done so that I could become this servant of the gospel. We we give Paul credit for having a great conversion. We give Paul credit for having this great conversion. He was on the road to Damascus. We've mentioned it every time we preached in Ephesians. Because it's a big deal. But what I want you to hear is this morning is that your coming to your salvation is also a work of God. You get to sit there. With the taste of the, the bread and the cup in your mouth, you get to sit there with songs resonating in your ears. You get to sit there as one who has been the recipient of a mighty work of God. How did you get to faith? What happened to you? What did God do in the past that gave you the choice? Now, many people get a choice to say yes or no to Jesus. And somebody's gonna go back here and go, what about those people that don't get a chance to say yes or no? What about them? Huh? God will do what is right. The question is, what will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? And do you know that it is better to hear about Jesus than to not hear about Jesus? Let me tell you a little story about how I came to faith. Well, first of all, you got to go, how did I even come to be? Back in the years before, my mother was 12 years old. And she and her parents and little brother were living in a one-bedroom, third-story apartment not far from the intersection of Peak and Eastside in downtown Dallas. My, My grandfather had shot his arm off. In East Texas, and was disabled. My grandmother was working in a hosiery plant. They were poor as Job's turkey, and more than that, they were Baptists. <laughs> my mother was suddenly very sick. My mother was certainly was very sick, and and, and my. And my grandmother was so panicked, she ran down the stairs and just ran across the street to the church that was across the street and ran in and said, help me. And the preacher at the Church of Christ at Piccanese side, a guy named Joe Malone, walked out of his office across the street and picked my mother up and carried her down the stairs and so they could get her to the hospital so she could have her appendix out before it bursts. They were so touched by the love and the outpouring that came from that church that my grandmother started going to that church. Now, I suppose if she had state of Baptist, the, the Lord could have worked with that too, you know, <laughs> but she didn't. And, and my mom ends up going to Abilene Christian where she meets my dad and, and they're married in 1950. And that's how I came to be. My very life comes because of a mighty work Of God. And Stanley Vest. A guy who was unlearned. But he was willing to let little boys. Stand up and. Practice making talks. I knew how to preach the plan of salvation. Before I'd ever obeyed. The gospel. I I hadn't even been baptized yet. When I knew how to go one, two, three, four. Splash. Splash. And you, you've got a story—a story of how you came to be. I heard a story this morning of a great campus minister at at OSU. There's there people in your life. How did they get there? How did you come to that decision where you said, "I think I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be baptized. I'm going to be buried with Christ and raised with Christ." How did you get there? A mighty work of God. Why did you get there? So that the mighty works of God might continue through you. So that the mighty works of God that helped establish this congregation might not only be a blessing in this church, but might go through this church and into the community. That's the reason we're here. And I want you to give yourself the right to have a Paul story. To be able to say, this is how I came to Christ. To have your testimony. To bear witness. A couple of weeks ago, a sweet lady came and said, we don't offer the invitation, do we? And I, I, said, well, I guess not. I, don't, I guess not. I said, I know how. But, but the, 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 a guy boiled up to me uh, several months ago about that in another church. And I said, you know, in the early church, they didn't offer, that we don't have a single invitation. Um, but the, the people around the Christians ask the questions. How, how, how did you get this way? Peter says, uh, live your life in such a way that the people around you ask questions. Ask for the reason for the, the faith that you have. Ask the reason." just want to know, think about how you would tell your story about how you came to Jesus. And, I, I, and I'm just asking this for the people in the audience that might not be in Christ right now. But, but if you would be willing to tell somebody the story of how you came to faith, if they were interested, raise your hand. Would you be willing to tell somebody about how you came to faith? All right, thank you. Some people aren't, aren't good at that yet. That's okay. But in every church, there need to be people who can tell the story. Second thing. In verses 9 and 10. This has been done to make plain to everyone the administration of the mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God That now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Some people go, I I don't know about church. I've been sitting here in front of my Zoom screen and I'm not sure I'll ever go back. I go to the Zoom Church of Christ. And I sit here in my little private place and I have my and I, and I understand that there's been a time and there may be still a time for you to stay in your bunker and, and look at the church in two dimensions on your flat screen. But Paul says that the church has been put in the world to demonstrate to the powers in the heavenly places, the power and the wonder of God. The church is important. Jesus is the head of the church. God has put everything under the feet of Jesus for the sake of the church, his body. That's how chapter one ends. And here he says, the church, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers in the heavenly places. It's not just to the people in this world. We're going nah, 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 to Satan and all of his demons. In this place is the power of God. And the people in this world can see it. And the people in the unseen world, the powers and the beings, the authorities in the heavenly places, are witnessing the power of God and the wisdom of God in the church. And so if you're sitting in a Zoom space right now, God bless you, but come back. Don't stay apart. Don't stay out there. Don't stay out there. Uh, I heard the other day that somebody cut their finger off and 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 their mom just grabbed the finger, put some ice in a baggie and put the finger in the baggie and ran them to the hospital and walked in says, my son cut his finger off. Here it is, put it back on. Some of us have been temporarily disconnected. It is time to get back to the body and back in the blood. The third piece that is amazing is at the end of this chapter. According to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, Our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. So don't be discouraged. Don't be as scared of God. Don't be as scared of Jesus if you are in Christ. The people who come to Jesus and are baptized into Christ and are joined with His death and raised in His resurrection and spend their life being afraid of God have missed the point. And the people who have gotten up in pulpits and tried to make people afraid of God in order to get power for themselves are damnable to use. Power and authority to create fear and intimidation over people in the body of Christ is is awful. Our job as leaders, brother Eminem down here, is one of those he helped us. I love what he did with the the trunk retreat. I I like that, but in this place, those who are in Christ ought to be filled with great confidence and a great sense of freedom in the world. Freedom to come before God, freedom to live for Jesus, freedom to invite the Holy Spirit to be in me as a person and among us as a church. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Every time an angel comes down and, and talks to a person like a, like Zechariah or Mary, first thing they say is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. This pandemic's gone on a long while. There's, there's room for being discouraged in that. Some folks who were in our church may have leaked away. There's room for being discouraged in that. We don't have a preacher. Well, there's room for being discouraged in that. And everywhere there's a chance to be discouraged, the devil is going to be they're going to be discouraged. The sky is falling. Every silver lining has a cloud. And the Lord Jesus would tell you, I didn't go to the cross for you to be afraid. I didn't come out of the tomb for you to be discouraged. And I did not send the spirit into the world for you to have any fear. Fear. Arise, arise, arise. Arise. You're going to go to your gathering circles. I wish some of you would dare to tell the story of how you came to Jesus. Tell the sweet story about what God in His manifold wisdom unfolded in your life. In fact, It'd be okay with me if you tried to out-glory each other a little bit. Tell your story in your circle. You can practice telling that story there. So when somebody who doesn't know Jesus very well asks you about your faith, you can tell them. Let's stand together. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. cross hast thou the world from sin redeemed. Christ we do all adore. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Make sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.